Good evening, and welcome to the Health Data Ethics Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Owens, and this evening I kind of wanted to talk to you a bit about an idea in a paper that I came across recently for patient-centered videos. And the idea as it was presented in this paper was really interesting because it uh, the the patient-centered video came up in the context of a patient with a communication disability or another disability that uh, doesn't really enable them to communicate freely with their caregiver. So the suggestion in this paper was that, you know, the, the patient and their, um, their caregiver or a family member or, you know, a trusted partner can sit down in an area that the patient is comfortable with and can record a little video with the patient talking about, you know, their perspective on their health, what's bothering them, um, what things they would like to improve over the course of their health journey, and a little bit more about them, things that they want their provider to know, kind of to replace or, or, um, or add to the uh, the standard, you know, doctor patient or nurse practitioner patient um, small talk that you make. So when you're getting introduced to a new provider, so I, I thought this was really interesting because you know patients, especially patients with disabilities who are spending most of their time in you know a group home or in an inpatient setting where they are primarily interacting with caregivers who rotate on a shift basis. They may not always see the same doctor or the same you know advanced practitioner every time they come in. Um, um, I think this is interesting because it, it would provide a level of continuity in the health record for what the patient's priorities are, what the patient is experiencing, and it gives a brand new caregiver a bit of perspective on the patient that is there as part of the medical record. So I thought this is an interesting idea, and I talked about it a little bit with some some of my coworkers. And it, this this idea has merit, and it, it, in particular, it has a lot of interesting implications for disability um, advocacy and for equity. You know, for patients who experience communication disabilities or for whom their disability affects their ability to communicate with their provider. You know, this really could be a useful tool. Um, I started thinking about, okay, so let, let's say that we were to put this into practice, right? So if we were to move forward with this, the first thing we would want to do is we, we would want to give some guidance to the patients and to the people who are recording these videos. This is how long the video should be. It should be, you know, maybe, maybe two and a half minutes, maybe five minutes. It should not be 90 minutes and it should not be less than two seconds. Um, we should tell them, you know, hey, how do you want to frame this up? What needs to be in the video and what does not need to be in the video? Um, and then your standard guidance that you give any patient who is doing any sort of video visit with their clinician, um, you need to be clothed. <laughs> Everybody in, this sh in the shot needs to be clothed. Um, we shouldn't be showing any sort of illegal activities. You know, let's make sure that we're, that we're in a private place, that we're having a safe conversation, you know, the, these kind of things. We'd also want to give some guidance to the caregivers. So if somebody is taking the time, and 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 I know that the time that we spend in the electronic medical record is precious, right? We, we spend a lot of time clicking and documenting. So if you are going to take the two and a half minutes to watch this video, what do we want to make sure that you're primed to get out of it as a caregiver for that patient? I started thinking about, okay, so if we were going to do this, we would probably want to partner with a third party to manage the submissions and make sure that the data is clean, you know, to make sure that nobody is accidentally uploading a video of their great aunt's birthday party um, and make sure that nobody is putting anything inappropriate there and to make sure that the content of the videos is appropriate as well. Um, we'd want to make sure that we're not having patients upload things directly into the medical record, but that they do have to go through some sort of, you know, a, a, a not an auditing process, but some sort of editorial process before they go in. And then I thought, well, the videos also 
might expose a health system to some risk, right? So let, let's say that with good intentions, a health system puts the puts a system in place and says, okay, you can upload videos into this third party. Once you, they're reviewed by the third party, they will go into your electronic medical record where your provider may view them, right? They don't have to, but they may. And if I upload a video saying that I'm experiencing worrying symptoms, right, and nobody views it, and then I later go on to have a, a negative outcome, right? If I if I upload a video saying that I'm very concerned about the chest pain that I've been experiencing recently, and then it turns out that I have a heart attack, um, you know, that, that may open the health system up to some risk, right? There's a, a really interesting nuanced uh, discussion about the information that is present in the medical record who has taken a look at it and when and what conclusions they might reasonably have drawn from that information. You get this a lot when you talk about genetic test results, right? Because genetic test results are our genes stay the same, but are the interpretation of those genes is always changing. So something that is today known to be pathogenic may not have been pathogenic at the time when I had the test performed, you know, five or 10 years in the past. And so I cannot sue my previous doctor for malpractice for not knowing that the, uh, that the variant was pathogenic because it wasn't known that the variant was pathogenic at the time. So I, I think you would have to be quite careful um, about making sure that steps are taken to make sure that these videos are reviewed, that patients are supported appropriately to know that, you know, this is not a way to communicate uh, urgent medical information to your doctor. This is not a place to air any sort of suicidal thoughts or thoughts of harming others. You know, that the, this is this is not a way to get quick medical attention. This is really a way to give a little portrait of yourself to your caregiver. Um, and overall, I do think that in the current, in the, in the year of Beyonce 2023, when we have so many ways to talk to each other, such as sitting here and talking into a camera and putting it on YouTube and LinkedIn, I do think that the, the medical establishment will need to loosen up a little bit the ways that we communicate with patients and the ways that we commit, we expect patients to communicate with us. We should also be very careful about that divide because at, at the end of the day, almost all of us become patients at some point, right? The line between patient and not patient is very fluid. Um, I think as we start to see that control of the patient entered data and the patient communications loosen a little bit, that we will start to get some new aspects of health IT emerge. So a system like this, right? A third party system specifically for the upload of health communication. That's interesting, right? You'd want to have specific support for that. You'd want to have some um, some providers reviewing the videos and saying, okay, actually, this is clear to go. This one needs a private call from the doc before they they move forward. So they need to discuss this with their with their physician before this gets entered into the medical record. I think a an aspect of health IT that we often don't think as much about is the patient focus side, right? You know, we the, I, I have my chart, right? My my provider is an Epic Shop, so I have my chart, and the the people who support our entire health system are the same people who support our MyChart instance. So it, it's two sides of the same coin. Um, I would love to see more development in the patient-focused side of health IT. I think this is very powerful, and I think it's a way to really change the dialogue with our patients.